pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's <laughs> rude. Fireworks don't normally have people talking down there. It's Monday the 5th of November. It's 7 o'clock. It's Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left, and you can expect some fireworks. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to Resonance 104.4 FM and indeed its very own video game radio show, One Life Left. I am Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scamford. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going okay. Dramatic entrance again this evening, Steve. No, cut it in fine, but I made it just in time. Anna just popped out to get the emergency CDs. And, we and, we and then we sure. realised we don't know which ones they are. <laughs> Did you break the glass? Yeah. <laughs> so that was exciting, wasn't it? How have you been? I've been good. Uh, I've been good. Been been hard at work. Um... Hard at work making video games. But I'll tell you, Simon, it's a stressful time for Is me at the why? moment. It's a very, very Firework busy night. Very busy you get nervous, 24 don't you? hours. You're like a cat. Very busy 24 hours, or indeed uh, 36 hours coming up for the world, and particularly Anne and I, because of course it's the US oh, election. Yeah. Of course. US yeah. Ac- you know, yes. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a big deal. I'm that is, sure, that's quite a big deal, isn't it? I'm sure some of our listeners have voted, and others. You know, even those who can't vote will be staying up late to find out who's won that. Mm. But before then, bigger events. What? That will involve me getting up at 6am, well, 5am tomorrow morning. Well, oh, that I'm is gonna early. Have to get, I'm going to have to get up at 4am. Why? What? What? Because Steve's so restless. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Anne and I will be meeting each other. 6am, outside Shepherd's Bush Tube Station. This sounds a, bit, a little bit dodgy to me. Mm-hmm. To do what? Mm-hmm. Something very important. Something what are we doing? very important. What are we doing, Anne? <laughs> We are going to receive wristbands <laughs> so that we can see Taylor Swift turn on the Christmas lights. Do you, so is, is this going to guarantee you a wristband getting up that early nope. or not? We hope so. There's only 2,500 tickets. Right. And we assume... Well, that but we the other people the going first. will be children, won't they? Just basically children. So we can probably push them over. Well, exactly. Yeah, one, one assumes that uh, we'll be able to... Nine. We'll be able to push our way to the front after that. Um, I, I, I don't know. Tell us Swiss fan base, you know. It's yeah, very... they're pretty aggressive. Are they? Yeah. yeah. They're aggressive, but I would say they're, they're not children. They're, they're adults who aren't afraid to like pop music. That's right, what they are, Simon. Right, okay. I'm an adult who likes to stay in bed. We're a video game radio show. Yeah, how's that going? It's going poorly so far, but it's going to get better and better throughout the hour. We have Derek Williams. Great. Derek Williams is going to be releasing... Another one of his free market economies oh, live on one. Is life he going to turn on the lights at his market store at some point? Are we can oh. queue up and see him. Maybe he will do in this episode. Maybe. I can't well, wait. Well, that... we need wristbands to see Derek. Yeah. You rolled out of bed five minutes beforehand. I know a guy. He can sort you out. Right. He's got groupies, isn't he? <laughs> uh, we've also got a guest, haven't we? Super special guest. So um, we were due to have another man in, but uh, he had to pull out today. Unforeseen circumstances, but uh, stepping up to the plate is Hamish Todd, who's a game designer and journalist. Hello, Hamish. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks, thanks for coming on. 
Thank, uh, thank you for having me. What, were, what were you supposed to be doing this evening? Um, working, debugging, extremely boring stuff, right. probably. Is this better or worse so than far? That so far? Oh, it's a little bit better. Okay. Little keep, bit. keep us informed. Yeah, if you spot any bugs, do, <laughs> do let us know. Send us to QA. <laughs> cool. Well, we are One Life Left, and this is our eighth season and our 15th episode. I think for every single one of those, we've started with news. Seven oh four on Monday, the fifth of November. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Disney has paid a shedload of money to own Lucasfilm. This means Mickey Mouse and Darth Vader will now be sharing bunk beds. LucasArts, the game developer and publisher arm of Lucasfilm, told Eurogamer that, for the time being, all projects are business as usual. However, on an investor call, Disney CEO explained that the company is likely to focus more on social and mobile than we are on console. This is what happens when you wish upon a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so this is good news, is it? I literally indifferent. To indifferent. Me. This yes. is news. Is it? Is this the news that you, story that you just wrote? No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Anne said that she'd written the most boring news story, <laughs> and I like, hastily was just typing away up until sort of five two. I yeah. think this is good news. Yeah, I do as well. Actually, I think. Oh, yeah. Changed. Well, so I mean, I don't really like people go. Oh no! Like Disney owns Star Wars. Who? Who? Right. You know, Star Wars hasn't been Star Wars since Star Wars. I think if you have a problem with that side of it, then you are in the wrong. Because, I don't. I mean, honestly, like if. <laughs> If you've seen all of the things, and I don't, I don't care what people think of the new movies. Uh, you know, um, I've heard children like the new movies as much yeah, as they talk to them tomorrow about it. Won't you can't wait tomorrow morning. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you but, call them new, but like ten years yeah, ago. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but actually, when you look at the things that that have been done to license, like you've got Yoda pimping phones yeah. and mm. you know, stormtroopers dancing yeah, and dance and solo. Star Wars and solo. So doesn't matter. You know, I like the slightly vaguely threatening tone of the press release that said we are going to release three movies in the next five years and then one a year for the rest of your (laughs) life and you will learn to like them but i don't i don't care about that sort of thing what i care about is the fact that the other lucasarts ips e.g monkey island i think now stand a better chance of being revived um things like grim fandango someone pointed out uh grim fandango would be a perfect pixar movie and maybe maybe yeah i completely agree with that like or a Disney movie. But in the case of, yeah, it would be wonderful to see it made into a movie. And I was just, but what was just going through my head was like, Grim Fandango was pretty de- good on its own. Does it really need more sequels? Does it need to be like traded hands a million times and ringed like the Star Wars series? I don't have all the answers, Hamish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I barely have any of the answers. And what, uh, so what was the biggest surprise of this story, though? That I, that, it ha- happened that it was four, four they billion. Kept it quiet, didn't they? Loads. Four billion. That's a lot of money, isn't it? That's tons of. I kept thinking I saw George Lucas on the tube today. Yeah. <laughs> Two men I thought looked like him. And then in my he head. He was just I, measuring up, wasn't he? Yeah, before he buys it. I did think. Probably doesn't need to get the tube, well, does he? So, but, but the most surprising thing then to do with George Lucas and the four billion. Yeah. Did you not read about this? Oh, is he giving it away? He's giving it all away. Wow. He's pretty Aww. rich, though, right? But no, it's still, but it's still a good that. thing. It's don't a good thing, that. isn't he? He's funding, yeah, it's a um, good thing, but he's already rich. <laughs> Compliment <laughs> him first and yeah. then have the reactionary stuff. I would probably give, you know, if I got given four billion, I'd give away a good chunk of it. Who needs four billion? Mm. Certainly not me. Maybe a country. Maybe I'll start a new country. Mm. Yuki has responded to the government's draft for how games can receive UK tax breaks. The document explains that games will need to get more than 16 out of 30 points in a test that assesses cultural content and contribution. Yuki basically says that a lot of the points are still too closely linked to the assessment for film. The government has not yet decided who will make these decisions, but has proposed the British Film Institute do it, while Yuki has suggested maybe an independent board of game experts might be better. One Life Left is putting itself forward to be that board of experts. (laughs) Do do we have this test so far? Uh, Yeah. We, we know what the questions are. Uh, well, they've set it out. 
Uh, it's really long, Why Steve. Why are you looking at your phone? Because it's literally You've just got on my bored phone. of answering yeah. the question. It's literally on my okay. phone. Okay, 16 out of 30, that's, very, that's a very British attitude, we, isn't it? I think we could just do that. Just over half. I think we could do that. Like, I assume, it's if seven we out, cheat, if we write the answers on our pencil case before yeah, we go yeah, in, yeah. in the exam... I, I can't get it out. You can't get okay, it. Thanks this is that. really interesting. Like I remember that uh, just before the last election, there was um, someone. Someone did a great feature where they had uh, three spokesmen for Lib Dems, Labour. Sorry, I'm tapping the table there. Lib we told Dems, you two Labour. things, Hamish, before you came on. Right? <laughs> one wasn't swear. Don't swear. You've already broken the second one. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, they had Lib Dem, Labour, and Tories, and. Uh, Weirdly, the Lib Dems were the one that were holding back. I mean, both the both Labour and the Tories were pretty okay about offering a little bit of tax relief. Of course, the Tories threw it out as soon as they got into yeah. government uh, because, well, but you know, they had the slight excuse of the credit crunch. So, as a games designer yourself, then what uh, what sort of facets of Britishness have you uh, you thought about including just to get some tax breaks? Ooh. I suppose the most British game I've ever played was, well, yeah, Jeff Minter games. And if any of you remember Hover Bover, which was a game about a guy who was mowing his lawn. Do you remember that? <laughs> and it was like, and you had to, there was a dog attacking you as you tried to mow this lawn and came out in like 1983. And so, so you're I really stealing love the sound that. Effects, yeah, do that. Basically. Yeah, I love the sound effect of that game. So I'm definitely going to have the sound effect of a lawnmower in my next, game, my next okay. game. Is that one of the points, Anne? Uh, well, I've actually got the thing okay, out there. So there's four sections. Section right. A uh, discusses cultural content. Uh, section We B. are culturally British. Cu- I mean... Certainly, yeah. Well, yeah. we have been described as the most British thing that anybody's ever heard. Remember That's that Nordic game? Tick. The yep. most British thing on the internet, wasn't it? No, no. The most British thing Anybody the Nordics had ever heard. Oh, yeah. excellent. Uh, section B, cultural contribution. Mm. Guys, no, we contribute something. What? Um, more words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more sounds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's a thing. Okay. Uh, section C, cultural hubs. Whoa. I don't know. Christmas party. That's a hub. Cultural. Yeah. Game City, Nottingham. That's, that's, yeah, a, that's surely a hub. Yeah, uh, and be. section D, cultural contributors. We are all contributors to. Cu- we do exist. <laughs> we are things that are alive and contributing. We're exhaling like you did then. We're going to have to work exhaling. on this, I think. EA has responded to complaints raised about bugs in FIFA 13 by consumer rights program Watchdog. Complaints included invisible balls and players, crashes and losing players that have been paid for in FIFA Ultimate Team. EA said the process of improving the game experience for our fans is a constant one and our team continues to work on additional improvements that we will implement and communicate in the coming days and weeks ahead. According to history, it was a similar frustration with FIFA 1605 that caused Guy Fawkes to start the gunpowder plot way back when. Topical. Isn't it? Watchdog. This is annoying. This annoyed me. Mm -hmm. Do you hate Watchdog? Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, no, I don't hate them, but I mean, it's an easy target, FIFA, isn't it? It's a popular game. Who helped me when Microsoft wouldn't honour the thousand Microsoft points I got for free from game? (laughs) You did. Yeah, no no one. uh, I rang up Microsoft and they went, yeah, I don't know why it's not working. Yeah, they all seem fine. And then a day later, another man came and he said, yeah, 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 um, it's not fine and you can't have them anymore. I'm ceasing any correspondence with you. Every day I wrote to him just saying, like, just checking that you're all right. And then on a Saturday going, I'm not sure if you work weekends, but I still don't have it. Um, Yeah, gone. Tell have tell. you given up now? I have given up, yeah, even though I got bored. I mean, I don't even need the thousand points particularly. Oh! I know, because I've got, I've probably got like a, like a thousand, okay. twelve hundred in yeah, my whatever. character. Um, yes, that was, uh, that went unresolved. Uh-huh. Telltale Games, The yep. Walking Dead, which I, I, you know, I signed up for. I say signed up for, um, I made a decision to purchase them. Um, and yeah, it corrupts the save file. So I've been hassling them over Twitter. Eventually they uh, responded on... (laughs) There was this sort of vague thing where they went, can can we remind people that if you've got any technical support questions, go to our forum. So I went there and loads of people arguing. Mm. And eventually the man said to well, he said, yeah, you know, why don't you just try... If if it's corrupted, you save. Why don't you just load it up and say, start new chapter with random choices? The whole point of the Walking Dead game, it makes a big deal of going, this game adapts to the choices that you make. Right. And it plays out over this episode. Yeah, so Hmm. when we watched Dog then, Anne... What, did you actually get in touch with them? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> but how did the FIFA people do? Did they, they what? Do you email Nicky Campbell? Yeah. I saw I saw the most amazing FIFA link today. It was this bug someone had taken a video of that like the eye it was looking at straight at the face of this footballer and the, his eyebrows and his chin just shot off in different directions have you that seen, stretched his have face. Have you ever seen a footballer in real, in real life? That does happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but that said, uh, in all of that said, it's it's a tough one because software inherently comes with bugs. And I, I yeah, it just it was, that was Watchdog jumping on a bandwagon. I think Isn't I can understand QA people that companies are for. You say software inherently comes in bugs. It does. It doesn't. It does. There are no bugs in my games. You, well, right. How many? Not one. Right. <laughs> How many games have you done? Two. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good no, record. I, I, I mean, it's harder and harder. You're right. I, I, I think there are more important things for Watchdog to be doing rather than just trying to appeal to a... <laughs> like your thousand points. My thousand points. I know, because that's, that's actual money. It's yeah. not, and so I can understand people that have lost players in the Ultimate Team, but... Yeah. Is, is that is that... I don't know. As soon as you start getting into the Ultimate Team stuff, yeah. which is is genuinely, it's almost like a stock exchange for yeah, digital yeah. goods, right? It well, starts as, as Anne tells us every every week. There's somebody trying to hack it, isn't it? Mm. Yes, every week. Did you see the Watchdog thing? Of course like, not. Can no. you just imagine like sad teenagers just sat there like? <laughs> I, I thought I could see the ball. Sadly, Billy couldn't see the ball. Yeah, no. <gasps> so. And so I didn't know where to kick, and someone mm. else could see the ball. That is awful. And it went in the goal. And I lost the game. Hmm. And subsequently to that, I lost my confidence. <laughs> I've dropped out of school. No. I'm now cutting myself. <gasps> oh, Billy. I know. Hmm. <laughs> the Xbox 360 version of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 has leaked online a week ahead of its release. Following the leak, many gameplay videos appeared on YouTube. The design director, Treyarch, tweeted that he's really glad people are excited for the game, but, you know, maybe wait for the legitimate streams later in the week. One Life Left is just so pleased to be able to say Codblops again. Codblops. Codblops too. Codblops. Hmm. Blop. <laughs> so that's the story that covered for the boring one? Right, what was the boring one? Oh, I can't even. I'm so not... what you've done is you've advertised a pirated <laughs> version of yes. the biggest selling game of the year. So, like, it's available now. You can do your French joke. Yeah, well, yeah, is it all in French? I did think of that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a joke that goes back to the Halo 2 days, Anne. I'd probably find playing that way more interesting than playing the intended product. It's Do like, you? Yeah, well, I mean, like with that FIFA thing, I hate FIFA. It's so boring. But, like, if you see someone's eyebrows and chin fly apart, or presumably in this build of Codblops, there's a billion bugs. Right. Like, you'd, you look at it and you get to speculate about, like, Okay, so what what data structure has allowed that weird thing to happen? Well, so you I mean, can you can pull apart the code. You can look. You can you can speculate about it. You won't necessarily be right, but like for a programmer at least, that's a slightly fun thing to think about. Interesting. Yeah. I know that they've not taken the same stance as the hotline yeah. uh, Miami guys. Just like, you know, just yeah, guys, just just steal it. it. Yeah. It's fine. Just have, have a nice time. <laughs> we just want you to be happy. Yeah. EA don't want you to be happy, do they? So it's out next week. Uh, that's Activision, you mean? Uh, sorry, I was back yeah. on FIFA because right. we were okay. talking about the football EA thing. also don't want you to be happy. Other publishers that don't want you to be EA happy. EA have made me very happy this week. <laughs> really? Yeah, they really have. How? Why? Well, we'll come to that later in the show, won't we? And finally, Sony has announced a new feature of the PlayStation Vita in an advertising campaign in France. The ad runs with the tagline, Touch both sides, twice the sensation, and shows a picture of a woman with boobs on her front and back. This presumably means that the Vita will now be sold with a four-boob expansion pack. Thanks, Sony. We can't wait to pick ours up. <laughs> That's a good story, Anne. Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it? You've got to see the image, really. Doesn't, I don't know if it works I on mean, radio this is radio, show. so... <laughs> Says yeah. the man telling an anecdote about a corrupted football with his yes, eyebrows I guess so. Sorry about that. Did so, she have boobs on her back, or did she have two fronts? She, she, it's not your back anymore if you've got boobs on it, I'd say. <laughs> like, if you look up front uh, in the dictionary, it just says, like... It the, definitely the, looks the, like her the, back. The, there the was side with boobs there. on. I think there was curvature, right. which would make it a back. Mm. Okay. I assume. I assume sure. like I the backbone would go. Do you think it's well? No, because okay. So the Vita is not sold as having two fronts, is it? Because because you know which way to you know which side to look in. The side with the boobs. <laughs> boob side. <laughs> exactly. But what I if always both sides boobwards. are, are boob sides. Right. Yeah, right. Interesting. Is this sexist, Anne? That's pretty annoying. Is it sexist? Yes. Is it misogynist? Ick. <laughs> no. 
Right, so Keith Stewart from The Guardian taught me and Steve the difference between sexism and... He's a master of both, isn't he? <laughs> and he really is. So I think it's not misogyny. I think it is sexism. Well, would you okay. like to share Keith Stewart's wisdom? Or you're not clever enough. <laughs> Just not smart Which one enough. Which was that? For the, that was misogyny. Was yeah. Mm. So well done. <laughs> Although I think actually that was just bullying. Right. Yeah. So, you, Simon, is this one of these stories, this, well, is this uh, an ad campaign that has been run just to kick up some dirt about the veto? Because, it, well, it's run in France, wasn't it? It's not, yeah. it's not over here. But that's what I mean. Like, if you put out an ad like this in, in a territory, then all the other territories report on it and go, this is outrageous, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly Ooh. the veto is in the press. Well, yeah. I, I don't think it did any favours in it. We, we, we have to remember that this comes from the country that eats dogs. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> What? I don't know that's true. <laughs> this is France. Well, they drink cat water. Do Chateau that? Is that actually true? Chateau Maison. Chateau cat water. <laughs> Very good. That, that basically... That's good I'm starting enough. to wonder... <laughs> I'm starting to wonder now, are there any animals which have boobs on their back? Thanks, Anne. <laughs> One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is the amazing Ultra Sid. What are you giggling at, Anne? Sorry, I just broke into my phone. I just picked the phone up and put a password in. Because okay. apparently I tell people that. <laughs> apparently. Apparently you tell radio stations that as yeah. well. I'm sure you've done it on air before. <laughs> oh yeah, I think oh. I definitely have. Oh well, well the only way you, listener, will have a chance to hack Anne's phone is at the One Life Left Christmas party, which we were just discussing, weren't we? We were finalising, weren't we? Finalising some details... 15th of December, Saturday night. Big shout out to the. Uh, it's going to be Mayfair, I think. Do you want to do a shout out? Shout- yeah, do a yeah. shout out, do it properly. Hold on. What do I have to say? <laughs> you put the music down yeah. and then you go shout out to, and then you put the music Christmas back up. Okay, you ready? This one goes out to all you Christmas party goers out there. Hope you're keeping it festive. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you at the uh, Christmas party, December 15th in May. That ended a little bit off kilter, Simon. Did it? Um, yeah. Okay, you can try next week, Anne. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. It's going to be our first Saturday party, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Big deal. There will be limited amounts of tickets. Literally limited. Yes, we have been given a capacity yeah. number. Yeah. And Only so many people can have fun. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, details to follow. Hey, Miss, you going to come to that? Oh, I might do. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> What's it for? Well, it's, well, it's to celebrate Christmas. the birth of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of Christmas before? No, no. What is this thing? <laughs> I celebrate Yule. Do you? Uh-huh. Um, Hamish, hmm? you've written two games then? I have made two games, yeah. Uh, and you're in the process of making a third? Well, okay. I say, 
yeah, they're all of varying sizes. And I do I include the thing that I made in like forty five minutes of as my first game? It's your answer. Did I release these things? Okay, uh, really, I ha- I've made two games. Uh, one of which I am still working on. Neither of which I have released. Okay, which is okay. pretty so terrible. You make them for yourself. That's that's a good way to make games, I guess. Yeah, actually, it's pretty fun. And sometimes I wonder maybe they maybe people should play to keep these things themselves. I mean, not that. Not that they insult me or anything like that, but yeah, there are certain exercises that you do as a game designer to teach you how to make games, and it's like, do you really need to put all of these on the internet? And I see that some people really do. I see. So in some ways, Hamish, you're like the ultimate indie programmer. You're the <laughs> indie. All of the yeah. indies, they're sellouts <laughs> by putting it online. They let yeah. other people play. They, you know, they take the praise from Damn the general public straight. and they go, "Oh, stop it! You <laughs> yeah. sit in your bedroom, you code, <laughs> you do it for yourself. If anyone likes it, it's a bonus. But they'll never know because they'll never get a chance <laughs> but to like it. They probably will. You can, yeah, you can console yourself knowing. That if you were to release it, but you are going to release your the yes, one that you're yes, working I'm on. Gonna, moment, yeah, I'm going to release What's both of them. Um, uh, sorry, the small one is called the Stranger Loop, and the big one, which I've been working on for three years and will be released this February, is Music of the Spheres. So tell, uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's a uh, puzzle shooter about bouncing bullets, Islamic art, and the physics of sound. Why has no one ever done that before? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it has a lot in common. Uh, so level design is in the style of Portal and Braid, in which you're trying. You know, you've got this uh, sort of basic. Kind of, kind of uh, principally um, simple system, and you're showing people the various facets of it and all of the interesting implications that it has. Well, the most interesting implications that you can find, um, and try to do it uh, with brevity and elegance and that kind of thing. Uh, and then the Islamic art uh, factors into the backgrounds. Um, because I'm really sort of inspired by Islamic art, and I really wanted to include it in the game. Right. I, 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 I noticed on your website earlier that. Um You've been corresponding with Jonathan Blow, have you? Uh, yeah. So how do you how do you do, how did that come about? Oh, I just um, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I used to write for the website that uh, one of his favourite uh, games journalism, sorry, uh, games websites, ActionButton.net, and. Uh, yeah, I try. I, I, I just sent him a build of the game, saying I'm really influenced by your work, um, both your game, uh, both Braid, and the in- incredible lectures that he does. He did a recent one called uh, "Designing the Universe" with Mark Ten Bosch, um, and it's that's they're sort of uh, expressing the exact philosophy that I uh, just said that Music of the Spheres is based around, which is you know you take this basic mathematical system, but you see all the interesting ma- uh, implications that it has. Um, I just sent him music a build of music of the spheres and it's not it's not a very long game and he he'd know that if he uh, since neither is braid neither is portal neither is miyagakure um the games that it's influenced by and so he picked it up and right. fiddled around with it and he really liked it and he said he enjoyed it and has he sent you a copy of the witness oh boy uh if he did then my computer would explode trying to well, play he, it well, <laughs> if, it strikes me that in his relationship he o- he owes you he does. doesn't oh, he oh that'd mm. be nice you <laughs> see it's interesting uh, you know we will be able to check out everything you have said because jonathan blow is a friend of the show and a listener to the show Ooh. we know this because he called simon out for slagging off braid yeah. for Wow. <laughs> Which I've stopped doing. <laughs> yeah, so, you learn from yeah, exactly. You know, if you if you uh, if you if just you are literally to... called out by the person <laughs> exactly. who made the game, stop you stop it. doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, so that's one of your projects. You're also doing a lecture. Yeah, um, I'm doing a, trying to again about this philosophy, trying to go into the nitty gritty of how level design is able to express things to players. Basically, um, it's called. Uh, um, video games as articulators of mathematical and scientific phenomena. I know it's a really dry and uh, huge That must title. have a snappy acronym, must not it? <laughs> have, you che- have you checked it out? Actually, I it's have the no first idea. Thing you do. I think it's like VAMSP. <laughs> well, there you go. Right. Snappy. Right, yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> giving that in uh, Paris at the end of this month. Um, I mean, some uh, some listeners might have seen my articles on Kotaku uh, about where I try to uh, look at a level and break it down 
what does it express? What are the things that can happen within this level? What are the ways in which the designers have tried to guide your behavior into paying attention to this and not paying attention to that and taking this approach? So can, you, can you give us some examples? Of um, my, fi- uh, the, the ask, my first article, my, my biggest one, was about Castlevania and the Medusa heads in Castlevania. Um, you might remember that, uh, and this plays into the math thing, you might remember uh, people who have played Castlevania, uh, the Medusa head is an enemy that moves in a perfect sine wave, which is really uh, sort of, it's it gives you lots and lots of possibilities for fun. There are loads of really interesting levels that you can make with it. Um, and there are lots of really interesting mathematical properties of the sine wave. And it's no coincidence that those two things go hand in hand, in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in the case of Castlevania, there's a fascinating level in uh, Castlevania Bloodlines on the Sega Mega Drive. In the last level, there's this um, part where... Oh, God, it's going to be really difficult to describe this on the show. But like, um, like all, all my articles are filled with like diagrams and animated GIFs because it's really hard to explain these things to people. But like, there's this level in Castlevania Bloodlines where the viewport of the screen is divided into five parts. And you can see it's like you're looking at the game inside of a broken mirror. It's really sort of interesting effect. And you've got to think about, oh, how does the uh, vertical position of this enemy affect my perception of its horizontal position? And you've got to kind of think of this area as two places, and you've kind of got to think of it as one place. Um, Sounds quite similar to Where Is My Heart? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's really interesting. Like, I I tweeted to the guys who made that game, and they said uh, they hadn't played Castlevania Bloodlines. But it's interesting that they They came They were probably legally obliged to say that. So so you're you're, you're sort of... um, uh, to boil down your concept uh, of your talk is that these uh, what looks like initially complex gameplay dynamics can be boiled down to very very simple mathematical well uh, certainly form. certainly um, it can be boiled down into simple code yeah like it's really hard for a player to get a whole truly um, uh, encompass an entire system in their head mm-hmm. you know if you even if you've got a simple game you've got to play it for ages and ages before you understand all of the possibilities of it um, so I'd be, I'd be reluctant to say that it's about um, uh, simple things but it is about uh, um, yeah, so fun mathematics and seeing the, the implications of simple ideas right so uh, and we you know clearly Castlevania has mm-hmm. explored the consequences of the sine wave Indeed. there are loads of other waves right. there's, there's cos <laughs> there's tan I love tan uh, tan's awesome isn't <laughs> it's it it's my best one because it sounds like am yeah. and I'm just thinking that if your uh, principles hold up, yeah. doesn't that mean a graphical calculator is the best console? Or oh, possibly, possibly. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> could, can, can anybody come and see your talk? Um, well, sadly not. It's uh, uh, you, You'll you, have to you, pay you, 500 euros. Have you just written it for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> 500 Originally. euros, and it's at Game Connection, isn't it? Game Connection Europe is Which, the festival as we've established, it's at. It's uh, in France, Paris, where it has Paris. four-boobed yeah. women. <laughs> So I'll be looking take a camera. Yeah. Awesome. Time for Derek Williams. So Assassin's Creed 3 is the number one selling game at the minute, but not an awful long way down the charts behind it is Grand Theft Auto 5, which hasn't even got anywhere near a release date yet. It is pre-orders, of course, but it seems terribly silly taking pre-orders on a game that's such a long way off. Do people really expect there to be a shortage when it's released? As if it's somehow a game where they don't know how well it's going to sell. It's going to sell millions, so they'll obviously have loads available on launch day. It's the PS3 version that's highest in the charts by some considerable margin. I presume this is because 360 owners already know how much they like the game, with six people having already given it five stars. They're not all convinced, however, as reviewer Neil believes Rockstar are extracting the urine out of their fans, and watchdogs from Ubisoft will blow it out of the water. In the five-star reviews, someone calling themselves M. Smith spends most of their time telling us how great Sleeping Dogs is and how to pre-order GTA V. Another reviewer calling themselves AI Reviewer 
which I'm sure means they're entirely human, seems terribly excited about tackling debt, and the experience has never been so ethical. Of course, in the end, much like with blockbuster films, it doesn't really matter what people think, millions will flock to buy it regardless. I'm Derek Williams, and I can safely predict next week's free market economy will easily be worth three and a half stars out of five. Derek Williams there, our free market economist, uh, calling back to my appeal this week for listeners to the One Life Left podcast to rate our podcast. Okay. uh, On iTunes. Highly. Rate it, only rate it highly. Rate it what you think it deserves. Highly. Which one assumes is... Highly. (laughs) Thank you. We're One Life Left, we're a radio show about video games, primarily also a podcast which you can find at... OneLifeLeft.com But right now it's time for the letters section. You guys, uh, you guys busy? I'm just playing yes. two pecs good. Uh, okay. I got four, I got four and a half, uh, four and a half numbers. Oh, well done. So uh, I think that's a high score here. <laughs> 5.44. Right. Um, Nick Blake writes, he says, hi, short time listener, first time letterer. I have three questions. One, how did you go about getting into games journalism? Steve. Kieran Gillen. And? Turned up. Simon. Uh, I Woodwork GCSE Yeah, no, I got a job on uh, the one for Amiga Games uh, By writing in a review when they offered when they said there was a vacancy Very good I almost, I almost didn't get the job Apparently David Upchurch was going to give it to a man who looked like Bruce Forsyth <laughs> I know you, a Are man you who... saying you don't look like Bruce <laughs> <Well>. Forsyth? <laughs> Apparently not I, I sent my fanzine, which was nothing to do with games, to Edge magazine right. um, And uh, they hired me based on an interview where Tony Mott just ask me what my favourite bands were. And what were they? <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor yeah. Swift. Spice Girls. Yeah. There no, you go. So I, I obviously I was uh, very short. Edge bands. I just looked. I looked at what was. C- this is genuinely true. I looked at what CDs were on the Edge. Uh, Edge music rack. Do you know what? I Sorry. did. If I you... claimed tortoise. Did you? I sort of like tortoise, but I wouldn't have cited them. Is that as bad them. as lying about your qualifications? Do you this think? Is, yeah, this is. It could wow. all be taken back from me now. It wasn't just that. He also asked me about my favourite books and authors. But it was very. It was. He asked me about my favourite video games. But I was impressed that the interview process and indeed the fact that I'd sent in a fanzine that was nothing to do with games was not game-centric things. I think more people should do that. They should hire writers, not on the strength of their knowledge well, about games. Rob but on saying last week, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just copying. Um, my second interview, I had two interviews that one. The second one ended up with EMAP, which was the, the publisher at the time, being closed down because of a review that I'd written. <laughs> but like, <laughs> theoretically, you know, so someone, you know, oh, they pulled all this advertising, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? This is someone who's never worked in magazines before. And it's yeah. funny, given the Ferrari the last couple of weeks, mm. So it was that actually happened. No, it didn't happen. That was like so. Assuming you, you get the job, man, it doesn't look like Bruce Forsyth. Yes. You've given a game a, a poor review. Yeah, what, what do you do? And I, I end up going, well, surely I'm an editor. Anyway, uh, question two: How does one rock the mic at karaoke, Steve? Confidently, okay, and preferably not watching the videos afterwards. And oh, um, just wear something tight. Hamish, you had anything to impart? I have no idea. I've never done it before. Question three: Igneous, sedimentary, or metaphoric rock? Which would you be? Metamorphic rock. Sorry, there is an incredible game. Why? There's an incredible Never game called Igneous. Igneous, it's about like escaping a platform about escaping from a volcano. Yeah, I'd Igneous be that one. is really uh, volca- volcanic rock. Yeah. I'm going for Igneous. Okay, me, I'll go for sedimentary then. I'm going for metamorphic. Metamorphic. Is that what it says? Metamorphic, yeah. Rocks yeah, made by IGN. Uh, Stank says uh, Nick Blake from York. Oh, oh, no worries, Nick Blake. Covered all of that. Uh, yeah. Let us know if we haven't. Hey guys, it's been a while since I last emailed in March 2011. I doubt you remember me. Of course we do, Aaron Green. Aaron, it's been a while. But I thought I'd email as A, it's been a while. It has been a while. It has. Um, And B, I have a question or two. OLL is a strange show. Thanks. It's not a question. (laughs) In that it often claims not to cater for the more hardcore gamer. What a vile term. And yet we see that uh, the constant mention of the more imaginative indie and non-blockbuster titles, which most casual gamers, also a vile term, will never see. It seems to me that this is because of their lack of shelf presence, the very reason that they concede at all, that can succeed at all, in fact. With this in mind, how do you feel uh, about the state of modern gaming? 
question one. More to the point, how does a game get the attention of someone who plays for fun rather than to kill time to compete with others or to experience a story? In short, how does someone like Anne find games which appeal to her compared to someone like Steve? So to, There's a lot in there. To address the first point, I think that actually those... Uh, so-called indie games and the ones that lie on the fringe of mainstream gaming are actually the ones that stand the bigger chance of going global and capturing the attention of those who don't game. And our show tries to cater for people who, you know, like playing interesting things. I think there are already a lot of video game podcasts out there which talk about the modern warfares and Assassin's Creed of this world, and we touch on those too. But personally, uh, as I have become older i've become more interested in uh, new experiences and things that i haven't played before and so i think there's a huge overlap with that and resonance fm's listenership which is people who are interested in the fringes of popular culture as well yeah that's a good answer steve well done oh thanks I, so i'm playing super Hexer. i think it'd be easier if you, if you didn't rotate around that's Wouldn't that's it? where he's got Wouldn't it wrong it? isn't it yeah for my part uh, in order to find out about uh, interesting games that i want to play i subscribe to about eighty thousand bajillion blogs twitter feeds and uh, rss feeds and i wade through all of the crap and their stupid first rule ideas. of resonance fm oh sorry it's both to the it's both the rules. Not a biological Gone. term, it's so it's C- not okay. C R A P is. Oh, sorry. You're making it worse. <laughs> I'm very, very it's actually sorry. Spelling it. Out. I wade <laughs> through all of the silliness uh, on their Twitter feeds. I'm looking at you, Ian Bogost and Anna Anthropy. Talk about interesting games and stop talking about your boring personal lives. I think the answer is that you, word of mouth is the answer yeah. to all yeah, of these yeah, things. Basically. And that's all we can do is talk about it. And all you can do is to talk to people who... But also know, like, so listen to people that you know will talk about games that you like. Exactly. It's about personal recommendation. Um, and that's the thing that's sorely lacking from a one-dimensional games media that insists on placing numerical values mm. on media that is bigger than that. I numerical values aren't that bad. <laughs> yes, <Hamish>. they are. <laughs> Hamish, what's your letter? Um, okay. G'day, uh, this is from Cameron Davis of blowthecartridge.com. G'day, various hangers-on and legions of groupies outside the studio and the good team. How are you? I hope you are all well and have turned up on, to the studio on time. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the new Guyana Sisters game recently. It really is lovely and gives us I give it a solid 7 out of 10. And was thinking about how there needs to be more classic games remade on Kickstarter, uh, remade now that Kickstarter is here to stay. What classic game from the 80s and 90s would you bring back? I would love to see a new Whizball. Good suggestion. I know exactly what I want to see, and it's a game that I will never make because I will never be able to do it justice. Uh, and that is a remake of Exile, the BBC Micro, Atari ST, and Amiga Classic. Uh, that game was so far ahead of its time. It's influencing things even today and there are things that touch on it things that give you the same sense but nothing that contains all of the things that i loved about it which was a vague sense of creeping horror the physics puzzles the feeling of exploration on this moon and also a feeling of loneliness of isolation i want to play that game i want to play it in 3d i want to play it looking good and i want to play it uh now so if someone could make that that would be fabulous video uh, I'd bring back Uni Rally. I think uh, Eurogamer mentioned it this week, funnily, okay. funnily enough. Yeah, and I haven't read the piece yet, but um, yeah, it's an amazing game from DMA Design. People what made Grand Theft Auto, uh, where you were a uh, unicycle and you raced another unicycle and you did stunts. And every time the more complicated stunts you did, the more of a boost you got when you landed. Very, very simple. It was a game that got my sister into video games. Huh. Hmm. Um, I have no nostalgia. I only like new things. Good for you. Fair enough. But uh, but yeah. if you could, you'd see a revamped version of Singstar Take That. Exactly. Correct. With new songs, less Robbie Williams. Dear team and super special special yeah. guest, I wanted to write and congratulate you on your hard-hitting and thorough coverage of the scandal that has torn through the games industry. The so-called, by me, writes Steve Owen, PS3 gate. Steve Irwin? Owen. Owen. Sorry. What does yeah. concern me, though, is that <laughs> everyone keeps complaining about the so-called corrupt games press. It ma- it's made me a bit paranoid. Written down, it's pretty clear that games press, with a lowercase g and p, is not the same thing as games press, with an uppercase g and p. Is he p. just pimping his company? He, he is. is. 
but on his free award-nominated FM radio, it's less clear. <laughs> He's calling out our enunciation. Could you possibly distinguish between the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is the games press, lowercase, and the fluffy, cuddly, incorruptible <laughs> loveliness that is games press, uppercase, dot com? Perhaps if you ever mention games press, uppercase, caps, you could do it over the sound effects of birdsong on a spring morning. Anne, can you do that? No, I can't. Okay, no, we can't. When you actually mean the games press, lowercase, you could play the Darth Vader march or say it in a Wario voice. I think Steve wants more evil games press. (laughs) Yeah, we can try that out. Um, He goes on to clarify that at games press, they've been buying their own beer since 2000, unfortunately. Another company there, like One Life Left, fully open to bribes. Exactly. Still waiting for our first one, $60. One more quick letter from Thomas (laughs) Truella. Uh, He says, Team Gene Team and and fingers crossed, last minute super special saviour guest. Hope you've had a nice week uh, pushing enemies of the show over and tweeting about pop acts. I've thrown together a list of jokes that cover the LucasArts buyout by Disney. Good. The Secret of Mickey Island. Good. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Mulantis. (laughs) Yeah, it works. Goofang Dango. (laughs) Duck Forces. Uh, Duck Forces, very good. Yeah. Can you confirm that the on-message response is now, how appropriate you fight like a mouse? Uh, It is. Yes, we can confirm that. Finally, he says, are you still on the lookout for features? Should listeners just record some and send them in, or is there an all list of needed content? Have a really nice week. Both. Both. Send stuff in it if you want us to listen to it and potentially play it on air. If you would like a suggestion of something to do, write to me team at onelifeleft.com oh, is that my or email Steve. address Steve at onelifeleft.com you should listen private correspondence yeah. now I'm just not, Steve wanna... likes to vet people before uh, we allow them on the show don't want to bother you guys with the admin okay <laughs> uh, and uh, then we will be in touch for now here's some music Listening to One Life Left. This is the brilliant Nonfinite. You can find his music and the music of the other contributors we play on the radio show at chipmusic.org, and we heartily recommend you do this. This is amazing. This tune. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not, not just the show. Not the right. show. Not the show. The, specifically the tune. Right. Isn't it? It is good. Yeah, I really like it. What were you hey. distracted with? Um, we've had another email. Okay. It's from Aaron. Aaron Green. Remember him? It's been ages. It's been ages. He says, thanks for the good answer, folks. Also, as a software engineer, it's always nice when you have a programmer special guest. There you go. You're making Aaron Aaron feel less alone. Are you having a nice time, Hamish? I'm having a lovely time. Aaron, look up spherical harmonics. They're wonderful. You Don't know, talk directly to the listeners in future. <laughs> I've been, uh, I, that's rule three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't think it needed to be said, but apparently so. Talking of talking direct to the uh, listeners, oh, yeah. I've been sparking an internet sensation in the One Life Left chatterbox hashtag. Right, what's that then? Uh, it's, it's chatterbox, but instead of the O in chatterbox, you put O-L-L. So it's chatterb-O-L-L. X. Right. X works perfectly. And how's that been going then? Well, it's, go- it's been going brilliantly. Yeah. Threw a few ideas out there. Yeah. You know, uh, anyone been watching X Factor? <laughs> hash X Factor. Hash Rylan. <laughs> hash Chatter B O L L X. And has and anybody been watching X Factor? No response. Right. However, however, uh, did, did get someone writing back. Alex Washtel said, So, how was Skyfall? Did you go for the premium seats? Either of you two? Uh, I thought Skyfall was uh, really quite boring. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm not watching this. We're just asleep. We're just chatting. Hashtag X. Hashtag. Hash, hash, uh, I instructed him to tag that 007. 
Right. Yeah. Good. OLL7. Yeah, exactly. OLL7 is OLL not at all. Not even upside down. <laughs> well, I, I wrote to um, someone, Quinn's actually, with, um, and, oh, if you do, oh, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> I thought was Skyfall was okay, by the way. Right, you, <laughs> you're on a different sort of show. Sorry. Anyway, a couple of uh, a couple of other other things on the uh, chatter. Okay. B-O-L-L-X, uh, hashtag. One Life Left writes, what if Master Chief wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? Something to think about oh, there. Oh, that is something to something think about, Something to think it? about yeah. there. Would he, Some little thing, what would be you know? his equivalent of those things? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Writes itself, Ladies that don't material. Do, don't use those sort of things, Anne, do they? That's science fiction, That's misogyny. <laughs> that is misogyny. And uh, one more. Um, Craig the Rage writes hey. on the hashtag... I just nearly choked on a baton of carrots. <laughs> Goes on to say, think the hummus acted as a kind of lubricant. Saved my life. Oh. So for that and other bits of video game minutiae, just look up the uh, chatter B L R X hashtag. Time for the One Life Left reviews section. And what have you been playing I've over been, the last week? I have been playing uh, Hotline Miami. What? I bought it. Really? Wow. How much was it? Uh, it was six ninety nine. Oh my goodness. I know. Um, it's really hard. It's okay. Really... Is it harder than Super Hexagon? Hmm. Tell us what yes. the game is first. Okay, so you are a man that gets sent on missions to pick up things and go from your house to other... Sounds fascinating. And thank you. Sorry. Um, and you shoot people and you hit them around the head and you you kill basically kill. Wow. The aim is to kill. Okay. Um, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, also you get to pick up masks, which I think is a nice touch. Okay. Because you don't want anybody to know. I see. Know Obviously. Um, it's really hard. This is the indie sensation that's setting yeah. those communities alight isn't right it? now. Isn't it? Which is one way to kill people, is it? It is. Right. Well, I mean, I haven't set anybody alight thus far. It's mostly been hitting them around the head with um, a, a bat, shooting them, or stabbing them. Right. Um, no setting on fire Which just Which one do yet. you prefer out of those? Uh, shooting. Do you? Yeah. Understandable. Just more yeah, accurate, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Clinical. Just more exactly. accurate. Yeah, you okay. don't, don't get so involved. So I've only got to the second room of chapter two. I can't get past it. It's impossible. It is impossible. Okay. Um, That's a bit of a bug if it is it impossible. Is, I mean, I'm going to write and say that maybe there is a, a, a bug in it. I did I actually once sit my brother down to play a build of my game, which did have an impossible level in it. Oh dear. I think you yeah. should write to the creator okay. of the video game. And he's very good at responding he to is. people, isn't he? Don't, don't tell him that you bought it, though. In fact, oh, no. get him to record an answer for us for okay. next week. Yeah. Sh- sure. We'll play it on the show. Sure. Solution. Uh, solution. Seven out of ten for that one. Ooh. Okay, Simon? I have been playing um, Need for Speed Most Wanted on the PlayStation Vita. Really? Yes, really. Okay. Or, should I say, I've been playing Need for Speed Most Wanted on my portable PlayStation 3. <gasps> it's amazing. It's Yeah, so this is the handheld version of the console counterpart, and it's it's the most comprehensive handheld game I've ever played. Hmm. Um, it's got all the confidence of an old Sega game, the way it just sort of swaggers up plumps itself down and goes, right, here you are. Um, yeah, it's got it's it's astonishing. It's an open world racer where you can uh, uh, you find other cars. Each it's got 123 different cars uh, in the game for you to find. Each car's got five races or other challenges. There are cop uh, chases. Um, yeah, it's in, it's an incredible handheld. I don't I don't think anybody's ever going to finish this one because there's so much of it. Do you think that's that's an imp- a bug? Do you no. think no one's ever going to finish it? Well, I think I'm going to. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's um, it's it's just brilliant. Yeah, it sort of makes so you've got concept cars, standard cars. I mean, I'm not I'm not massively into cars, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've, not, I've never really liked burnout particularly. I had an argument on a, on an internet forum once with the man who made burnout, oh, which, right. he, which he brought up seven That's years later. True. That oh, is true. Boy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this is this is amazing. It's so much fun. Um. Yeah, I, I love it. I can't see myself stopping playing it, ever. I heard that the Vita version was weaker than the PS3 now, version. Now, this annoyed me, 
because people that are comparing it to the PS3 version um, unflatteringly and saying, well, you know, it's a bit weaker, it doesn't have the dust particle effects on the windscreen, seem to be forgetting that they're carrying this around in their hands <laughs> and they're playing it on the train or whatever. I mean, to all intents and purposes, my, my, my understanding is that the content is the same, it's just maybe it's not represented, you know, in 1080p, which of course the, the system can't do. Now, that, that does have slightly negatively impact some of the racing because the, the, the fidelity is not there on some of the corners, but the way that the game's designed is to be played in short bursts and if you fail at something you're you restart you're back in it five seconds later it's amazing uh, best beta game by miles you see i read something quite shocking on an internet forum and i'm quoting this Imagine. which said and this can't be true surely it says the guys from criterion told me at a need for speed event when we started development of the vita version we quickly found out sony tricked us concerning what the hardware can actually do and this, uh, this poster goes on to say it's based on the PS3 version but it looks closer to a PSP version there's hardly any traffic a uh, few visual effects and the physics are dumbed down too so he, say, he seems to say and apparently this is a reviewer he seems to say that it is very different well I, I've not played the console version but I'm really really imagine enjoying the Vita version imagine how you'd feel yeah, on, my, uh, on the way here I was playing OutRun on my original Sony PSP and right. like it's a pretty uh, very clear like handheld conversion but it's extremely Extremely fun and like there's none of the particle effects or water effects of the <laughs> console version. But it's just hey, really at what fun point did we start that doing kind of sort of eight mile style review offs? <laughs> I say something and then you look up something that disagrees with me on the internet. I just I remembered that um, because I thought it was quite controversial. Yeah, the thing I just ignore there. that. It, like if if you want a brilliant handheld yeah. racing game, that, that's, I agree. Yeah, if it's, it's, it's it doesn't matter what. The totally, and I I'm way more interested in uh, portability of things these days than I am about graphical fidelity. So I think your review's right. 7 out of 10. I have been playing XCOM. Oh. I am denied about whether to get into this for a while because I thought that this is the sort of game that could capture me and I could fall in love with it and then I'd be lost for 80 hours that I can ill afford right now. <laughs> Too late. Oh no. <laughs> I'm gone. Uh, I'm in. Uh, you've given up Football Manager for it. Yeah. Wow. It is, it is huge. It is a broad game. There is a lot to do in the management side of your force of... Um, um, sort of turn-based strategy managed people and also in that turn-based strategy element there's a lot to do as well it is a silly B-movie of a game I assume it's very much in the spirit of the old one which I never got into and that was like 20 years ago or something is that right? I don't know I don't know and um I'm, I'm slowly falling in love with it. I don't know how much of that is due to the fact that I, the simple fact that I can rename my people and call them after people. I know, indeed, both of you are in my squad. Right. Okay. Can you explain what happened? I got a tweet the other day saying... I can't remember what my name was. So, um, your name is is Anne. Yeah, um, yeah uh, but I, I remember that. It's very, it's, it's nice. So you call your you call your soldier something, and then you play this sort of turn based strategy thing where you move turn by turn in that chess esque way around a map and eliminate aliens. And then depending on how many aliens you kill, each character kills, they may get a promotion. And so it is. Your characters have been promoted. Great. And not died yet. Great. And Great. you're doing very well. Anne, in fact, has been nicknamed. Fast lane. Hey. As, as in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you should Wait. say that stuff because there's a guy on the internet here who's just said that it's not as good as um, Halo 4. Really? Yeah, he's, he's got problems with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't started playing it yet, but I, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fabulous game. I think it's... Uh, it's, it's slightly... There's an atmosphere around it that, that is very 90s in a weird way, in a sort of production aesthetic way I mean it looks very very expensive but also in the I guess the I guess it's the guys against aliens thing which is the sort of game that I haven't thrown myself into since maybe I was a teenager but um yeah I, I'm, I'm super enjoying it and I give it 7 out of 10 Hamish very quickly have you got a review for us okay. what, what Incredipede Incredipede is the most wonderful game I've played this year it's a game about uh, you create you create creatures with uh, any amount of limbs um, muscles in any areas that you want you can make extremely creative things and you've got to solve various puzzles uh, you've got to think about very different ways of using your tools and it's a sort of puzzle platformer physics kind of thing but it's unlike anything you've played and it gives you real insight into how interesting the act of walking and balancing is for most animals very interesting game score cool. oh sorry what? I'm thinking before we do that what, oh what? PC. For PC PC how much yeah. 
Um, gosh, I don't know. I think it's like twelve dollars. I don't know how many, how much pounds that is. No, make sure pounds. you make sure you factor that into your score. Okay, I believe I'll give it seven out of ten. Interesting. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Good. Whoa, it's the end of the review section. Okay. Yeah. It's going to stick a piece of music on me. It hardly seems worth it at this time. Does it? No, we've only got three minutes to go. Should we just ride it out together? See how, just we, get, sit, see how sit we get on. Hold tight, everybody. Yeah. Here we go. Here Last we go. three minutes. <laughs> hey, Michelle, have you had a nice time? I've had a wonderful time. So you went on uh, insert credit, you were telling me. Oh. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, nobody wants to listen to that. That's the right, that's the right noise. That that, and one. that's also the right comment. <laughs> um, nobody wants to listen to the internet. Yeah, and, you, and you, you said it was bad, was it? Well, it was bad for me. It's a, it's an okay podcast, but okay. I was very bad on it. Okay. I was very but that's their fault, isn't it? Yeah, it's I think the, we brought out the best in you. It's the Atlantic Ocean's fault. The bloody like. Oh, I'm sorry. There goes another one. Oh, Unbelievable. I'm Just really handing our license sorry. at the door, yeah, shall we? Sure what you get away so with on insert credit. Um, yeah. Sort of classier vehicle. Yeah, well, Hamish. can we apologise to anybody I offended by strong, Hamish today? I do apologise to mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. the listeners. So, do we have any AOB to deal with? Um, Christmas party, done. Uh, December 15th. Book your train tickets now. Uh, be sort of starting at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And we'll probably start stop. earlier than that. Yeah, It'll never stop, stop yeah. for the rest of your life. Exactly. Once a year. You're going to regret not being there. Chatter B. B-O-L-X, oh. hashtag, you know, kicking yeah. off right now, Craig the Rage is really tearing off. it up there. There's some rice <laughs> Probably trending there. by now. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Dafty's headline of the week was out today uh, on gamesindustry.biz, um, where uh, Microsoft's come out and said, Xbox 360, uh, according to a man, is the only console to defy gravity. I wanted to bring an Xbox 360 and smash it up on it, I couldn't find one. So if you know of any consoles that uh, defy gravity... Send us your photos yeah, exactly. of consoles <laughs> defying gravity. No, yeah, gravity. drop your 360, send us your picture, and then we'll collate the complaints and get you on Watchdog. <laughs> there we go. do that. Um, yeah, so very, very exciting 36 hours. Good luck to Good luck. the uh, election contestants yes. tomorrow. Mm. Who are you supporting, Anne? Rylan? Um, I, I think Rylan, yeah, probably. It's probably I mean, all about Rylan, yeah. isn't it? Could be a brand new world come Wednesday morning. Who's seen? Yeah. Depending on how how we get on at Taylor yeah. Swift. Hey, Mish, where can we catch you on the internet very quickly if you want to Music follow? Musicofthespheresgame.com or Giri Games on Twitter. G-I-R-I-H Games. Thank you for coming on. And no thank problem. you, listeners, for listening. We've see been One week. Life Left and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>